You're about to listen to a message from Savannah Grace Chapel, Port Harcourt. May these words bear fruit in your heart as you listen. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we just lift up our hands and give thanks to God for the testimonies that we've heard this morning? Let's thank God. See, God did it for one. He's doing it for all. Amen. And it's happening to you too in the name of Jesus. It's not a cliche. Your testimony is next in the name of Jesus. Say your testimony is next in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Please let's have our seats. Welcome to church. Glory to God. Amen. You know, there's so much, so much has been preached this morning from prayers to worship to testimonies. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but if you share the grace and go home now, I have enough to work on for the rest of the week. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, like what we say, um, I know today was, today was, today is interesting. Hallelujah. You know, when I saw the clouds in the morning, I said, no, it's, this rain, don't try yourself, but it really tried itself. <laughs> Amen. But we are not distracted. We are not salt. So salt, uh, rain doesn't, it doesn't bother us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, while Emmanuel was doing prayers, that's just some of the things that caught me. While Emmanuel was doing prayers, um, he, he was talking about us speaking and saying there is a mighty supply. And at one point, we were talking, when he was talking about Nigeria, that one really caught me. He said there is a mighty supply of men. Amen. For Nigeria, we declare that there is a mighty supply of men. You know, you, you know why, why, why I said caught me? A lot of time we're talking about the, you know, oh, bad people. It's just, the, the, I mean, sometimes when it's time to vote, you just look at thief number one, crook number two, arm number number three, um, ritualist number four. Say, so which one of these ones do I vote for? Amen. But God is telling us this morning, there's a mighty supply of men. In Nigeria, there's a mighty supply of men. In the mighty name of Jesus. The right people. The right people. There's a mighty supply of them in the mighty name of Jesus. So you know what? I choose to take my eyes off the people I'm seeing. Their character. Their behavior. I fix my eyes on God. And God is choosing the right man. For the job. For every office in the mighty name of Jesus. Say there's a mighty supply of men. Say it well. There's a mighty supply of men. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Those testimonies were, were oh, wow, 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 wow. Amen. And God is replicating it in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. You know, there's something Reverend posted. I posted it on the church group. And I will just read it this morning. As testimonies were going on, it was just stirred up in my heart. I read it this morning. It says there is an increase, there is an increase in angelic activities, opening great doors unto us, bringing protection and provision, an increase in activities, an increase in the activities from this month of October through to climax in December. You know, that's one that caught me. It says from this month of October, through to climax in December. See, this December will be your best December in the, in the name of 
this December will be the best month of this year in the mighty name of Jesus. Everything that you desire, every dream you have, every, you know some of us, okay, this Christmas, I wish that your wishes are coming to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. Angels are released on our behalf. Angels are released and they are going forth and they are ensuring that there is an increase in protection, increase in provision in the mighty name of Jesus. We prophesy with the prophet. He says, at a time in Peter's life, he was chained down and in captivity. But while in captivity, he was at a place of rest. We might be in a tight place, but just like him, we must learn to rest in the grace of God. I see that's the secret of it. That's not my message, the bonus message. But that's the secret of it, that we learn to rest. We learn to rest. And, and truly, that's one thing that God has been teaching me. Uh, you tell one of the things I used, the testimony of this phone I gave two years, about two years over out, and I just didn't bother about it. <laughs> but it said it came back on. But see, we must learn to rest. And rest doesn't mean that, rest doesn't mean that you're not doing, you're, you're doing nothing, just sitting down, sipping pina colada, you know, and just feel. <laughs> no, no, no. Rest means that you're trusting in God. And that's one thing that Emmanuel was saying this morning, too, that was very, very catching. Rest means that I stay consistent doing the same thing, doing the right thing. So I keep confessing there is a mighty supply. You know that's his rest. That everything around you is falling away. Everything around you is falling apart. And you just keep declaring God's word. That's rest. No, no, that is rest. Because, you know, you could choose the option. Hey, 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 no, don't, don't follow. Hey, hey, don't follow. But he says, there is a mighty supply. There is a mighty supply. You're declaring, and you Emmanuel preached the message this morning, and he's trying to scatter my message. I will preach my own message, Emmanuel. Me and you in this church. <laughs> Amen. You know, is that you continue to speak. <laughs> when Emmanuel was talking to me, I said, this guy, be careful. Is your pastor yeah, give you koboko this morning anyhow like this. Yeah, speak, 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 yeah, speak. But see, that's just the truth. That we must learn to open our mouth. You know, a lot of times things are happening around us. We are, we are, some of us are opening our mouth, but we are saying the wrong things. I don't know what will happen now. I don't know what to do now. I mean, I'm even tired of this situation now. I, is it only me? <laughs> it's going to be only you with what you are saying. But you're going to open your mouth and continue to declare God's word. We having the same spirit of faith. We believe and therefore we speak. Speak. I know like what Manuel said, truly Manuel's message was uh, awesome. It's not what you are saying in people. You know when you see Pastor Notch, hey, Pastor, say, ah, yeah, Pastor Notch, how do you Pastor, there is a mighty supply. There is a mighty supply. Ah, this mighty supply team. We will enjoy it this year. Then when you go to him, say, uh, um, um, honey, what has finished? So, so what do you want me to do about it now? What do you want me to do about it? Ah, Everything is always finishing in this house. No time you people tell me that there's anything in this house. I bet leave me alone. What you are saying in your privacy is what is important. Because like Emmanuel said this morning, and truly, it just struck me. He says, uh, um, without faith, it is impossible to please who? It's God we are pleasing with your faith. Not men, no. Not your big talk. 
ah, that's the mighty supply. When they say, man, if you hear that guy proclaim mighty supply, you go fear. <laughs> but you know why you go fear? Because nothing is happening in his life. It's God that is pleased with what you are saying. So what you, you know the same thing God said to the children of Israel when, when, when they were when they went when they went to spy out the land. God said that as they have spoken in my ears. What are you speaking in God's ears? What are you speaking in God's ears? See, when we talk about the fight of faith, this is the fight of faith. That you're constantly you they're bombarding you with things are bombarding you left and right. You are still saying God's word. That is rest. That is rest. God has spoken. God has told you what to say. You're just saying what God has said. That is rest. Instead of, you know, truly, let's look at it in another sense. That is rest. You know, that is rest. Instead of you to try to run around to look for what to say or run around and do, find, God said that, say this thing. Let me give you an example. You're, you're writing the toughest exams in the world. The toughest exam, you say, in these exams, only two people have passed it. Only two people have passed it in the whole world. And you must pass it. Your life depends on it. And then you enter the hall to write the exam. And all of a sudden, the villager said, listen to me and I'll tell you what to write. And then he's dictating the answers to you. Say it's cheating or just whatever you call it. But he's dictating the answers to you. What, what is the rest there? I mean, what is the work there? Instead of cracking your bed, this, you know, well, we all of us did it. All of us. So don't even look at me like I see if you are sick. In secondary school, you know, in secondary school, um, one day, one day we were writing the exams, one day we were writing the exam. So one girl, she, she, the girl used to sit, sit close to me. She was sitting with me. She now asked me, um, pa, uh, um, did it, um, number, number so, so what's the answer? I had told her the answer. She said, no, it's not correct, though. No, it's not correct. You, you know, remember, I said, I teaching me the exam. I said, see me see trouble. You are asking me for answer. I'm telling you answer. You're saying the answer is not correct. When you know the answer, why did you write it? Amen. What I'm saying, that rest is just saying what he said. Rest is just repeating what he said. I mean, that's, that's, is that not victorious? Just repeating what he said will bring you into victory. I'll repeat what he says. I don't have to define it, coining and looking for rest. Amen. Hallelujah. God help me this morning. He says, um, so Peter was resting in the midst of it all. I mean, Peter was in chains. He was going to be executed the next day. Peter was sleeping. He was not even praying. He was not, he was, this guy just, he just slept off. I know this kind of sleep that angel came, broke first door, broke second door, broke, no, angel entered. The guy was still sleeping. Broke off his chains. He was the angel had to. The angel, I mean, he had the awe of the presence. The guy didn't feel it. The angel had to say, "Guy, which guy sleeping? They say, wake up, my friend. Rest." Then an angel came. That's good. And then an angel came, and his chains fell off. And the angel opened the first gate, and also opened the second gate, and Peter walked through those doors. Acts. 12, 7 to 10. Just like it happened to Peter, in these last months of the year, angels are opening doors for us and releasing us from every stronghold and everything that may have held us down. I declare over you, there are open doors for you into God's unusual favor in the name of Jesus. 
there is no struggling for you in the power of the blood of Jesus. Where they have denied you, they will deny you no more in Jesus' name. That is from our prophet, set man over us. Amen. Hallelujah. Just lift up your hands. I believe I received those words in the name of Jesus. I receive those words in the name of Jesus. I receive a performance of the words in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay. So let's go into my own message. I've preached Emmanuel's message. I've preached um, Reverend Aramis' message. Let me preach my own message. Hallelujah. For some weeks now, we've been talking about um, God's mighty supply. Amen. I will take our, took our text from Philippians 4.19. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. Amen. It says, And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I see God, 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 um, showed me four things from this, and that's what we've been talking about. The first thing is that he says that my God shall supply, and that is that the fact that God is your source. I mean, say, God is my source. <laughs> God is my source. Amen. My God. <laughs> my God, if you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> my God shall supply. He says, God supplies. It's God that supplies. Say, my God shall supply. It's not that my God may supply. It's not that my God will supply. It's not that my God could supply. It's that my God shall supply. Amen. So you see, whatever I need you have, the first thing that you should believe is that God shall supply. God is your source. God is the one that brings everything to you. Every other way things come in, they are channels. I mean, look at some of the testimonies that we have listened to this morning. We see God using the various channels. Permit me to use what crazy channels, some unexpected channels. I mean, how, how do you, how, how does God meet your need through somebody you've never met before, but you spoke and the person just immediately agrees? How does God meet your need through just deciding to register for a party and then all of a sudden you are earning salary from it or you are earning a pay from it? Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. God is our source and God can use any channel. Amen. God can use any channel. But see, once you fix your eyes on a channel, you make that channel your source. You close yourself to God. So the first thing that we see from this is that God is our source. God's the one that supplies all things. God is the supplier. Amen. Uh, uh, um, our brother Sonny is a, is a, is a distributor and sells. He has, I mean, his products he sells, there's a source for them. He would need the products tomorrow and then he's going to um he's going to where? Name the place. He's going to Ikoku, he's going to all those places there. Unaget, Abeguna. No, no, no. What does he do? He calls the source. Amen. God is your source. God is your source. It must, is one thing that you must first of all agree with that God is your source. And so I look at every other means as a channel. And it doesn't bother me. So that, it brings me to a place where it doesn't bother me if one channel closes because I know that the source has many channels. 
Amen. Say, God is my source. Glory to God. Then the next thing we saw that it says, provide all your needs. All your needs. Everything you need, God provides. It's your needs that God meets. And see, we must learn. Mr. Famous. We must, we must learn to trust God to meet our needs. Amen. We must learn to trust God to meet our needs. A lot of times we, 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 um, we mix it up. What I'm saying that a lot of times, okay, not even that we mix it up. A lot of times we have our eyes on the wrong thing. A lot of, you know, a lot of times we always think that money is our need. So if I have money, and I'm telling you that God can provide money for you. God will provide money for you. God has just told us money. There are angelic activities working and bringing money into our hands. Amen. But see, my eyes are not fixed on money. My eyes are not fixed on money. Because sometimes, when, when, when I begin to think in terms of money, amen, it limits what I can get. You know, I, I, I think my, my, uh, was my wife, I think it was my wife telling tell me, um, that, uh, or who somebody, but I think my wife, I was talking about, I think it's, um, Jesse, or well, they say that, uh, say, um, um, I want to get the wife, the man say, I want to get it. Oh, it's got, like, don't, 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 don't tell me the price. Don't tell me the price. I don't want to know the price. Don't tell me the price. His mom. Kid more. Okay. Yes. Kid more. Say, don't tell me the price. I don't want to know the price. I don't want to know the price. I just want to believe for it. Amen. Hallelujah. Believing for a car. See, I'm believing for a car. Nah, truly, truly, I'm believing for a car. But believing for a car. Amen. And then, you now say, you know, some, some people do that. So I'm believing for a car. Say, ah, I like this car. This car is sleek, car is fine. Then, hey, how much is this car? Then they'll tell you, it's 3.8 million. Eh, 3.8 million. Ah, what's the God, God can meet it now. God can do it. But 3.8 million for this car. Eh, Jesus. Now, wow. Three months. My God supply all my needs. 3.8 million. My God supplies 3.8 million. You know, I'll give you two, 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 um, two things about that. You know, number one is that you, all of a sudden your eyes move from God to 3.8 million. My God supplies all my needs. How is God going to supply 3.8 million? See, God can do anything, no, but how will it come? Amen. That's one, that's one problem with it. The next one. God give me 3.8 million. God give me 3.8 million. God. 3.8 million come. Boom. Thank God. Oh, God has tried. Hey, hey, let's buy the car. Say, no, the car is now 4.2 million. Ah! That's Nigeria for today now. Two weeks ago, you said three point, okay, four point two million. Give or you pay or you go. How about I just believe God? My God supplies all my needs. My faith is on God supplying the need. I don't care how God does it. I don't even know the. I don't want to even know the price of it. I just know that God. You say that's the responsible way of thinking. That's how your children think. That's how your children behave to you. Which of your child has ever asked you? Um. Uh, okay, even some, you know, some of them are getting bigger and wiser. 
the ones that are still learning to talk. How many of them have ever asked you? You went out, you struggled, you brought a uh, gold demon. I said, Daddy, how much was this gold demon? You say, Ah, gold demon has gone up now. I say, Huh? Eh? Ah. Daddy, we should, maybe we should cut down. I will cut down on drinking gold demon. No. <laughs> you don't have a daughter like my own daughter. I want conflicts. Conflicts. The conflicts. No, eat something else. No, I don't want it. I want conflicts. I said, no, not your fault. Amen. That's how children behave. They don't ask for the price. So why are you, why are you bothering? Why are you bothering? The Bible says that uh, uh, the birds of the air, they neither spin nor toil. Uh, yet Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed as one of them. The birds, uh, oh, the, the flower, the flowers say they are today, today in the field, tomorrow they are cast, they are thrown into the oval. Amen. God takes care of them. My God supplies all my, stop putting money first. Stop making, don't, 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 see, don't make money your God. Don't make money an idol. Is money important? Yes, money is important. Bible says money answers all things. But don't make money the idol. God supplies your needs. Hallelujah. And next thing we saw that according to his riches in glory. And we talked about how rich God is. Amen. We talked about how rich God is. God is rich. God is, God is super abundant in everything. God can do anything. God can do everything. God can do all things. You know, a few years ago, Christians said, we, are, we, 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 we get problems sometimes. You know, a few, few, few months ago, we were attacking one of these um, popular what God what God cannot do does not exist. What God can do does not exist. I said, you have problems. You have big problems. What God cannot do does not exist. Is the truth? You say, yeah, you know, but God cannot lie. We've got lie before. Uh-uh. Stop. See. See, 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 this is just an aside. See, sometimes eh, when people when people make some statement, when you hear some statement, think of it in context. Think of it in context. Just don't blow it out of proportion. Think of it in context. If it doesn't fit into context, then you can attack it. But if it fits, if it fits into the context, then just stay with, just leave it. And number two, sometimes just leave people with their revelation. Just leave people with their revelation. Because you are here fighting it. It's working for them. Archbishop, Archbishop, um, Benson, that was a pleasant memory. He said, one time he saw in God's word, um, um, be of good cheer. I held on to those words and he got cheers in his house. You are there. I said, no, that's not what it means. So that, that, be there. You, you are still, you are still sitting, you are still not sitting, sitting on the floor or sitting on a wrong uh, plastic chair. You say it was not in context. He, that's not what the Bible was talking about. Now you sabi, oh, now you sabi, like um, Joseph Prince say, it's your pastor. Amen. According to his riches in glory, so God supplies all our needs according to his riches in glory. Amen. According to God supplies all our needs according to His economy. According to his financial standard according to his resources. Not according to the resources of any nation. Not according to the resources of any man. Not according to any job. 
Because sometimes you just think, hey, if I can just change my job now, if I can just get a, a, a job in America, or if I can get a job in Russia. It's not according to those things. It's according to his riches. I see the beauty about God's riches is that it spans across every territory. Amen. So, God can prosper you in, uh, which is one of the poorest nations, Haiti. God can prosper you. You're the richest and the biggest man in Haiti. And God can prosper you in America. You're richer than the president of the United States of America. God prospers you according to his riches in glory. Amen. So we looked at that. We also said that, look, one way that God uh, uh, um, 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 pushes his, uh, um, God, God releases his power in our life is through the blessing. Amen. I'm talking about the blessing, the expensive life, that God releases the blessing upon us. We said blessing are what? Inspired utterances that empowers. Amen. So blessing, God releases blessing over us and empowers us. And you see, that is the beauty of it. That I can carry that blessing. I can carry it into any, any place in this whole world and prosper. I am, see, Look, I, I, just the honest truth. Prosperity, uh, 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 um, I think one of these are our fathers, fathers of faith, I can't remember, but Bishop or one of them, says, uh, it says prosperity is not from abroad, it's from above. Because someone was just like, ah, hmm, if I can just leave Nigeria and go to America, America, if they might enter America like this, I'll just be picking dollars on the road, picking dollars on the streets. Nalayo, Amen. Amen. Prosperity is from God. God's one that prospers us, and God can prosper you anywhere. I, I, I think I mentioned it. Bishop Oyediko said that uh, uh, was telling one of his sons. He said, "Stay." Okay, it was Bishop Oyediko that said it. One of his sons, so I uh, used to attend his church. He said, told him one time. Was, he was struggling to go abroad, struggling to go abroad. Bishop came, he went to speak to Bishop. Bishop told him, say, stay in Nigeria and do what God has asked you to do. Prosperity is not from abroad, it's from above. He said, I stay in Nigeria. He said, and I think that year, that was a year that Bishop hardly didn't leave the country at all. He said he got more dollars in Nigeria than he got going abroad. Amen. Hallelujah. Let your focus be on God. Amen. There's a blessing upon us, and this blessing works everywhere. Proverbs, um, Proverbs, is it 10, 27? Or one of those. It says, the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. The blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. Amen. And we saw last week, we talked about um, the life of Abraham, our father of faith. How God pronounced a blessing upon Abraham. How God spoke words upon Abraham. And God said that this, okay, 10.22. God said that this blessing, that it will be upon you and your seed. It will be upon you and your descendants. And we saw the blessing prosper Abraham. Amen. We saw the blessing prosper his son. We saw the blessing prosper his grandson. We saw the blessing prosper his great-grandson. Amen. So, we proved last week that God was true to the promise he made to Abraham that he will prosper his descendants. Now, we also showed last week that we are the descendants of Abraham. Amen. Um, 
Galatians 3.29. I'm driving into the message today. Galatians 3.29. It says, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So you see, it says we are seed of Abraham. We are heirs according to the promise. That means that the promise that God made to Abraham that we saw work in Abraham's life, worked in um, Isaac's life, worked in Jacob's life, worked in um, Joseph's life, that that same promise is available to us today to prosper us. I said this beauty of what, I said, what, what we said last week, look at the life of Joseph. Joseph was, Joseph was sold into slavery. I described how he was sold. He was sold like, uh, how shall I say, Nama, Akuya. He was sold like a goat. They were prizing him. They had this one. How much? So I if you walk so. How much? How much for this one? Say no, uh, five thousand naira. Say no, but I give two two thousand. <laughs> Say two thousand. Ah, okay, Look, see, see, far, see, see, man, see, 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 Muslim. Okay, I'll pay three thousand. So okay, I can just pay three five because of you just pay three five. That's how they priced him. Don't think that you just you just brought him to slavery there. No, Potiphar went to the market to buy slave. That's how they priced him. I was not that he was he was standing there. He, he, well, maybe maybe not. But the way you told that even the slavery was done, this guy is standing stark naked. They are prizing him, are looking at everything, and prizing him very well. And he came into his master's house, and God said that he say, says that, and God prospered Joseph. No, and Joseph prospered. Why? Because God was with him. Amen. He got into trouble. He got into prison. The same thing happened. So it was not about, it was not about the place. It was about what he carried. And like David was saying this morning, we must come to a place where we are conscious that we carry something. We carry power. We carry an aura. We carry, we carry an empowerment that makes things work for us. Sometimes we are not conscious of it. We are not feeling that, man, I must hustle, I must work, I must do. I'm... No, be conscious that I carry something. I carry something that influences. Amen. I will say this. People that do jazz, they come, they do jazz and they are confident in their jazz. You no, know, somebody does jazz and he comes to say, they say, uh, 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 tap, some, tap, just touch the person, go follow you. And I do like this. And I'm going. And Pastor Not is sitting there looking at me and saying, Ah ah. Ah ah. He's not following. Ah ah. Something is wrong. Amen. And that's how, that's how, that's how, you know, that's how they, they think. So something is wrong. Ah uh-uh. No. It's that I tap him, he follows me. But we believers. Say you have power, that you have the power to get wealth. It is a power to, you know, we mix it. They don't say the power to make wealth. You have the power to make wealth. You have the power to get wealth. And then you're not getting wealth. And then you're just saying, well, though, I tried, though, you see, uh, it's because, it's because, um, I, I don't know the, the Greek of wealth. So, because I'm not, I'm not, I don't know the exigencies of the scriptures of, they're speaking grammar. Shut up. Amen. Believe in what you carry. Believe in the power at work in you. And so, when you, when you move, 
Move like somebody that commands something. Move like somebody that is conscious that the 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 uh, uh, I love that term. The elements of this world should respond to me. I love uh, David's testimony. See range? No, you're not falling there. You can go this way, this way, that way, but here you don't fall. And I'm so confident that I've spoken, it will happen. Amen. We carry the blessing. We are carriers of God's blessing. So that everywhere we go, the blessing, see, and this is the way it works. The blessing speaks first. Amen. You know, you, you know, uh, oh, uh, I can't, uh, um, there's this scripture, I think, I know it's in Deuteronomy, where the Bible says God was talking, God, oh, God, stop. God was talking to the children of Israel, and he says that, that when you enter a land, he says, he says, your fear will go before you. You know what that fear is? It's a blessing. It's a blessing. When, 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 when you're coming into a place, it, it, it's not necessarily just only that, oh, when I come, did you just hear my name? No, it's that they hear, sometimes they, they, they hear your name and they say, ah, who is that guy myself? I would like to meet him. Or you come into a place and you begin to speak and all of a sudden everybody's open to you. Whatever it is, is that there is a force that goes before you. There is a power that goes ahead. It says, I will send my fear before you. I will cause confusion among the people to whom you come. I will make your enemies to turn their backs to you. Amen. God said, I will cause my fear to go before you. Be conscious of it that, look, I have, I have, I have a business meeting with somebody and, and, and uh, I'm going for that meeting and I said, mm, God, oh, uh, have mercy on me. Oh, this guy, let me give you one that's uh, always the naughty one. I'm going for a visa interview and he's very notorious. Say, ah, that person in boots. I don't know. I've never been for a visa interview before. Where's that person in boots? Three. They say, ah, if you, need, if you see that woman, you know that you're getting, they're going to stamp you reject. And then you're going there and say, hey, God, have mercy on you. Have mercy on you. Have... No, 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 no. I do what David said to do. I break bread. I divide. I say, as I go there, my fear goes ahead of me. Amen. When I enter that place, in fact, I'm trusting that it's that woman I will meet so that she will be the one that will give me the visa. Amen. Say, I carry the blessing. I'm a carrier of the blessing. And the blessing is always at work in my life. Amen. You know, like I said, man of teaching us how you make this, activate this is by speaking, no. It's by speaking, no. It's by speaking, no. Jide is by speaking, no. So, let's learn to speak. I want somebody to say, ask you to speak, uh, uh, inspired words. Speak it boldly. What is that? Every time. <laughs> speak, oh, speak, oh. Amen. Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. And the last part, by Christ Jesus. He says he supplies all our needs according to his riches in glory. By Christ Jesus. By Christ Jesus. And this is important. This is for me the most important part of all this equation. Amen. Because see, my God supplies, God is our source. He meets all the needs. He does according to his riches in glory. He does according to the blessing that he has blessed us with. But see, it's by Christ Jesus. Amen. 
is because of our union with Christ. That's our qualification. Because see, any, forgive me, any fool can quote this, any barbarian can, can decide to say this and then say that it's their truth. But it's not for everybody. It's because of our union with Christ Jesus. That is the other thing that you must be con- always conscious of, that because I'm in union with Christ. Amen. Now, the first scripture that I would like us to read, Galatians 3, 13. We read it last week, but um, I told us we'll read it again. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it's written, curses everyone that hangs on the tree. Christ has redeemed us. Not Christ will redeem us. It's not Christ is redeeming us. It's Christ has redeemed us. We are redeemed. Say, I am redeemed. Say, I am redeemed from the curse of the law. So Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Amen. Now that word redeemed is, um, I think we talked about it one time. Hezagorazo. And it means, it means, um, to be bought back. One definition I, I, I wrote down here, it says, by payment of a price to recover from the power of another. By payment of a price to recover from the power of another. So see, Christ has paid the price to recover us from the power of the devil. Or, let's say what it says here, Christ has redeemed us to recover us from the power of the curse of the law. Amen. So, we are redeemed. Amen. And then you go to 14. It says, um, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14. He says, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. See, we are redeemed so that because it's because of our redemption that the blessing of Abraham can come upon us. It's because of our redemption that the blessing of Abraham can come upon us. So, are you redeemed? Are you redeemed? Then the blessing of Abraham has come upon you. Amen. So, Christ has brought us from the curse of the law. Christ has removed us from that place of the curse of the law and brought us into the blessing of Abraham. Glory to God. We are in the blessing. We have the blessing. We live in the blessing. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. Ephesians 2, 12 and 13. It says that at the time you were without Christ, being alien from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. See, see our state. See the state before we receive Christ. It says that we were without, we were without Christ, that we were alien from the commonwealth. You know, it, it, what, what's the commonwealth? The wealth that all of us share. When you say common post, you say common post, that means that everybody can go to the post, has access to the post, can spend from the post. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, as strangers to the covenant of promise. So we're strangers to this covenant, having no hope and without God in this world. Verse 13. But, say but. Now, in Christ Jesus, you who are once far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. 
Amen. So we've been brought in to the family by the blood of Christ. Amen. We've been brought in to the blessing by the blood of Christ. We've been brought in to partake of the commonwealth by the blood of Christ. Amen. We've been brought in to the place where God supplies all our need according to his riches in glory by the blood of Christ. So see, we have a right to the promise. We have a right to the covenant. Amen. Hallelujah. We are partakers of the, we are partakers of the promise. We are partakers of the covenant. We are partakers of the blessing because of what Christ has done for us. Glory to God. Now see building. Let's look at Genesis chapter 17 verse 7. So it says we have been brought in. Now see Genesis 17. It says, and I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants. Amen. He says that I will establish. What does establish means? It means that I will make firm. I will make secure. I will, what is, give me another word. I will make sure my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you and their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Amen. Now, so if you look at, so it says that to his descendants, Amen. So, who are his descendants? Naturally speaking here, who are his descendants? No, naturally speaking, naturally speaking, just going by the natural descendants. Amen. Hallelujah. But let's go back to Galatians 3.29. Galatians 3.29. It says, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. So, what does that mean? What does that mean? I'm a descendant of Abraham. I'm a descendant of Abraham. He says, you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. He says that we're Abraham's seed and we're heirs according to the problem, according to the promise. So, it says two things. Number one, he said that we're Abraham, we're seeds. Then number two, we're heirs. Amen. You know, I was thinking about it. I said that, it's, it's good that we put it like this. We are seed. You know, you can be a seed and you can you not, not be an heir. Amen. No, it's the truth. Uh, 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 my wife will help me. The royal family. Prince William, long live the king. King Charles finally became king. Prince William is next in line. He's a seed and he's heir to the throne. That's how he's described. He's heir to the throne. But Prince uh, King, oh, King now, King Charles has two sons. He has one son, Prince William, the compliant one. He has a son, Prince Harry. <laughs> Amen. Now, like I said, my wife, my wife, because she knows that there's a, there's a, there's a succession, um, line of succession. Prince Harry. He's not in line of such, he's what's in the line of number six. So you know what that means? If the king dies, William becomes king. If William doesn't become king, somebody will become king. Number two will become king. Number three will become king. Number four will become king. Guess what? If number two gives back to a child, 
Harry goes to the back more and more. With even what is happening in the royal family, uh, that's not what we're talking about. With even what is happening in the royal family, if all the rumors are correct, even King, King, King Charles is trying to do things so that Harry will never be, pre- will be king. Even if the whole royal family is destroyed, only Harry remaining to not come to him. What am I saying? He's a seed, but he's not heir to the throne. So, but for us, we are seed. We are heirs. Amen. You know, I was looking at heirs. It says, one who receives his allotted portion by right of sonship. One who receives his allotted portion by right of sonship. So, Number one, we are seed, we are sons. We have an allotted portion. We are heirs. So we receive our right. We receive our portion because we are sons. Amen. And through Christ, all this um, grammar and preaching, is that through Christ Jesus, we have been made seed and heirs of the promise. Of the promise. Of what God promised Abraham. Of what God spoke to Abraham. What God, what God promised to Abraham and his descendants, we are in it. Through Christ, we are now seed and heirs. Hallelujah. So, when you look at the life of Abraham, and you see the thing that happened in the life of Abraham, guess what? It is, I have a right to it. When I look at what happened in the life of, uh, of um, uh, um, Isaac, look at what happened in the life of Jacob, look at what happened in the life of Joseph, I have a right to those things happening to me. Why? Because I'm a seed and I'm an heir. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus, I am seed and I am heir. Amen. So, we see that when what God was saying in uh, um, Genesis 17, God obligated himself to blessing Abraham. Amen. God put himself under an obligation. I mean, nobody forced God, but God put himself, God bound himself to blessing Abraham. I mean, God did it in a way that God couldn't, there was no way that God could, pardon me, let me use uh, Nigeria again. There was no way that God could come out head from the team. Amen. God bound himself by his word. God was obligated to bless, bless Abraham. If you look at Psalm, Psalm 89, 39, 34, it amen. says, Amen. You can open it. It says, My covenant will I not break, nor alter the word that have proceeded out of my mouth. So God has made a covenant with Abraham. Amen. Now, we also look at the, 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 the story when God was, when God was cutting the covenant with Abraham. There's a story that where, where God told Abraham to cut the animals into two. Amen. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that, um, all the story that Abraham fell into a deep sleep. And then while Abraham was asleep, he saw, um, he saw the furnace and the lantern. But let me let's explain it this way. He saw a big light and a small light. And the light, the two lights walk through the, the, the path of blood. That's how they cut covenant. You kill the animals, you put them apart. There's a path of blood. And then you hold hands and you walk through the path of blood. And as I walk into it, you're saying that, may it be like this to me if I break the covenant. May, may I end like these animals if I break this covenant. You know, God didn't cut the covenant if you look at it technically, God didn't co- covenant directly with Abraham. Why? Because in the cutting the covenant, the two parties must be 
the future artists are bound not to break it. Huh. If God caught with Abraham, Father Abi, <laughs> God will destroy Abraham because Abraham will break it. But God cut the covenant. I will also come to learn that God cut the covenant with Jesus. Jesus will not break the covenant. God will not break the covenant. God cut the covenant with Jesus. Amen. Jesus stood in our place on our behalf. So we know that the covenant of covenant we have with God, God will not break it. God is not the covenant breaker. Jesus will not break it. Our covenant stands secure, sure, forever. Hallelujah. Amen. So in blessing, we are blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, um, let's look at, um, we read, we read last week, but I want us to look at uh, some things here. Romans chapter 4 from verse 1. Romans 4. What then shall we say that Abraham, our father, has found according to the flesh. For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. So you see, immediately he's telling us that what Abraham if Abraham was justified, if Abraham came into, now, remember what we were talking about, God meeting our need. Abraham came into the place of being blessed by his works. Then he has something to brag about. He has something, no, it's what I did. It's the works of my hand. It's, this, it's my effort. It's because I was intelligent. It's because, I, no. He says, if Abraham was justified by works, so Abraham was not justified by works. He says he has something to brag about, but not before God. Verse 2. For what says the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Amen. Abraham believed God. Abraham agreed with God. And he says that God credited, another translation says, God credited to Abraham as righteousness. See, in us, enjoying God's provision for us, is that we believe God. And God credited to us as righteousness. God credited to us as right standing. Amen. God credited us to us as, as, God credited to us as right performance. That I believe God. I said that's the, that's the crux of the matter. That we must come to a place where we believe God. Go on. Now to him who works, the wages is not counted as grace, but as death. But to him who does not work, but believe in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. So he says to him who does not work, but believes in him that justifies the ungodly, his faith credited to him as righteousness. So that I believe God, not because of anything I have done, but just because of what Christ has done, that I believe God. God, God sees that as righteous. Amen. Go on. I'm actually supposed to read it from the, um, the, the Passion Translation, but we don't have Passion Translation. Let's just go. God will still speak. Amen. Just as David described the blessedness of, of the man to whom God imputes righteousness. You know, he keeps saying, I know he says, keeps saying, there's something that keeps ringing. Credit imputes. That, see, righteousness is not by your works. Right standing is not by anything that you do. 
Oh yes, there are things that you do because the things that you do, you do because you are righteous. The things that you do don't make you righteous. Amen. I'm going to use my popular example. I'm a man because I'm a man. Hallelujah. Forgive me. Forgive me for what I'm about to say. When I pee, I stand and pee. I do it because I'm a man. I don't squat to pee. Sorry. Amen. Hallelujah. Now if you see me squatting to pee, what do you feel? What, what is, Pastor, what is going on? Are you peeing or are you using number one or number two you are doing? You understand what I'm doing? Now, it's not, and then, it's not because, listen, please follow me. Sound funny, but don't follow me. See, it's not because I stand to pee that makes me a man. It's because I'm a man that I do that. Amen? Because, okay, listen. Because I'm hearing that they are even building contraptions now that women can use to stand up. Amen. So, it's not, Amen. So, the point I'm making is that I am righteous because righteousness was imputed to me. It's not because of what I do. And this is very important. This is very important. Amen. Because, okay, maybe I should jump the gun and say, because see, when it comes to us having our needs met, we must come to a place where we know that our needs are met because of what Christ did for us, not because of what we are doing. Amen. You, 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 you know, for me, for me, for me, this was very strong for me the past week. You know, I was just thinking about it. There's some financial, look, think, thinking about it. there's some financial mistake that I said that I, I made. Amen. And the devil was beginning to whip me with it. Hey, look at you, you messed up here. Hey, so, so, I mean, you, you believe in God for something. God, God did that. You just, and I was almost coming to a point where I said, ah, God, God, but why did I know? Why did I, why did I make this mistake? <laughs> and you see, God, God was teaching me that. Actually, that's very important. That's very crucial and important. I'm not going to beat myself on the head because of my mistakes. And because of that, I stopped God from prospering me. Amen. I mean, all of us have been there, made mistakes, one mistake or the other. Amen. But see, if you allow, if you allow, you bring your place. If you allow the devil to bring you a place where he's constantly whipping you with it, say, look at you. you, you you're believing God for money. You, the, the last one God gave you, what did you do with it? You say, you say, you say you're believing God for money. You don't have financial sense. You need to get financial sense. No. It's, yes, get financial wisdom. Get, I mean, there, 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 scripture is full of financial wisdom, financial management wisdom. Amen. So I'm not saying that, I'm not against it. But what I'm saying is that, don't let it come to a place where you're believing that it's your works that justify you. Justify in this sense that your works that make you rich. It's because, no, it's, ah, no, I'm, I didn't manage money well. Oh, ah, if you see me manage one naira, like you'll be shocked. I that's, that's why I'm, I, I'm the way I am today. That, don't, don't think that I don't, I don't play, I don't play around with money. That's why I'm, I, shut up your mouth. Shut up. God is the one that prospers you. And God is not holding your mistakes against you. Because sometimes you're thinking that, ah, because I've blown it this time. Ah, before the next one will come. God is a God of many chances, but before the next chance come again. Ah, it's a circle. Shut up. God breaks the circle and brings it to you over and over and over again. 
I say for somebody, look, if it means if God will do it, if God will have to do it a hundred times for you to learn the lesson, then God will do it a hundred times. Hallelujah. So it says that this is the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. God imputes, God, you know, it's computer language, computer, imputes, computer language. You impute data into the computer. You just, what does the computer do to get data into it? Nothing. Lucky. Your computer, um, or just, what do, so your computer say press A, press B. No, 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 no. Left C. Is that, how many of us use that kind of computer? No, you're just, as you're putting in, it is coming out. God imputes righteousness into us apart from our works. Amen. Go on. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven. My lawless deeds are forgiven. My lawless deeds are forgiven. And whose sins are covered. Amen. Let's demand to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Hey! You know, sometimes we think of God wrongly. We think of God badly. We think of God, we, we, you know, sometimes we character assassinate God. Because some of us, when we think about God, God just has one book, just keeping your sins. You're keeping your sins, keeping your sins. Then they say, page 24. This thing completed on page 24. You don't stop, I like, God doesn't keep record of sins. God does not impute sin. That's not what he works with. All that God imputes to you is righteousness. Amen. No, somebody says it's a hard gospel. It's a hard gospel and it's a true gospel. That all that God imputes to you is righteousness. Your sin is none of his business. That's between you and the devil. But it's not God's business. God doesn't go about, right? You know, you say on the day of judgment, God will be a big screen and then your sins start playing, your life will be played, all your sins will be played. Sin in heaven, sin in heaven. No, think about the sin in heaven. Amen. Blessed is the man to whom, blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall impute, shall not impute sin. See that word blessed here. We are blessed because God is not imputing sin to us. We are empowered to excel because God is not imputing sin to us. Amen. So let's go on. Verse 9. Does this blessedness come by this, by the circumcised only or upon, does it come upon the circumcised only or upon uncircumcised also? For we say that faith was accounted to Abraham for righteousness. How then was it accounted? While he was circumcised or uncircumcised? Not while he was circumcised, but while he was uncircumcised. Amen. So, Abraham not nothing. God had cut no covenant with Abraham before Abraham was experiencing the blessing. I mean, you know, you know, it's many, it was like how many years after circumcision from when God, God called Abraham when he was how old? 75. Then it was when he gave back to Isaac that God was talking about, no, before Isaac, 99 that God was talking about circumcision. But Abraham, by, by, when God was talking about circumcision, Abraham was already, let me use Nigerian language, Abraham don't blow already. So it was not the circumcision that made Abraham prosper. Amen. It was the imputation of righteousness. 
Verse 11. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had while he was still uncircumcised. That he might be the father of all those who believe, though they are uncircumcised, that righteousness might be imputed to them also. Righteousness is imputed to us because Abraham is our father. And the father of circumcision to those who not only are the circumcision, but who also walk in the step of faith which our father Abraham had while still uncircumcised. But you see, what he says is that if you walk in the step of faith of Abraham, then you experience the blessing of Abraham. Amen. If you believe the way Abraham believed, then you experience the blessing the way Abraham experienced it. Amen. Go on. I think we'll read the whole chapter. For the promise that he would be heirs of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. The righteousness of faith. The right standing of faith. For if those who are of the law, for if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of no effect. See, it says, for if those who are of the law are heirs, for if those who by their perform- performance, for if those who by the things they do are heirs, they inherit the promise. That's what heir means. They inherit the promise. It says then what? Faith is made void. And the promise made of no effect. You know something that he showed me here? He said that every time you put the law, every time you walk the law, you make faith void. You know what void means? It means you make it empty. It means you make it of no effect. You make, you make, you make it powerless. So you see the danger of mixing grace and law? If I come to God, I must come believing in what he has done, not anything I have done. Amen. I must come believing in what he has said, not what I am doing. My faith must be in the finished works of Jesus. My faith must be in what Christ has done for me. And that's what he was saying in in, in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. He says that when you have become rich, don't say that your power has gotten you this. Amen. See, there is no, there is no time in the equation of God that is, is what you do. That what you do that prospers you. It's always based on what he did. In the Old Testament, it was based on what God did. In the New Testament, it's based on what Christ has done for us in his sacrifice. And we, 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 we must just come to this place where our eyes are always on the sacrifice of Jesus. I always say that that is the work. That is the work. Keeping your eyes on the sacrifice of Jesus. An example I always, uh, that, that bring, always brings this home to me is always the, the children of Israel and the fairy serpents. I mean, Bible says that when they lifted up the serpent, the instruction was that keep your eyes on the serpents. That as many as look upon the serpent, they will be saved. Snakes are all over the place. The camp was full of snakes. Deadly snakes. 
I mean, yes, you can hear somebody, your neighbor screaming from snake bite. You can, you can feel the snake wrapping around your leg. You can feel it biting you. But he says that, don't take your eyes off the cross. Do you know that is work? Amen. Someone said, no, 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 quickly, quickly remove it. No, no, keep your eyes on the cross. If you're going to shake it off, shake it off while your eyes is on the cross. Every time we focus on works, we focus on the law, which is works, the, the, the effort of our hands. Every time we focus on it, we make faith void and we make the promise of no effect in our lives. Glory to God. Verse 15. It says, because the law brings about wrath, for there, for where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seeds, not only to those who have the law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So you see, it says that faith might be according to grace. We receive faith is according to grace. Faith is according to what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. So that the promise might, that's the part I like. So that the promise might be sure to all. Amen. You see, what he's saying is that he brings us to a level playing field for everybody. The promise is sure to all. The same way the promise was sure to Abraham and Abraham received it. The same way it was sure to Isaac, Jacob and and, and Joseph. Same way it was sure to the children of Israel. That's how the same way it is sure to us. Let's come to our our own time. The same way it is sure to Reverend Arume. The same way it is sure to Bishop David Oyedepo. The same way it is sure to Pastor Ebiome. That's how it is sure to us. When we look at their lives, say, hey, man, this man of God, I'm more kind. God will do something for them. That's the same way God wants to do something for you. The promise is sure to us. They are not any better than us. Abraham is not any better than us. Amen. I mean, if you look at Abraham's life, I'm, I, always, I always say, let's take the life of some of these people. Look at the life of um, Abraham. Abraham. Lied twice. Twice. To kings. One could have gotten him beheaded. He lied to one king. Said it's my sister. And the king said, okay, no problem. I'll bring your sister. May I marry Maria? And the moment she entered, her God shot the womb of everybody. Ah, what is going on here? I said, this woman is dangerous. He got, he got blessed for it. He lied to another king. Amen. Yeah, it's my sister. He said, ah, fine girl. Let me have a fine girl now. <laughs> God appeared to the king. I, 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 I like to, I, I like to always imagine it that way. God appeared to, the king was shouting, oh, tonight is my night, bro. I'm going to be tonight with a beautiful woman. And God said, I swear you are a dead man. Say, eh? What did I do? He said, the woman that you carry is somebody. Said, I didn't know. I didn't know God. I didn't know. God said, I, I know you didn't know. That's why I'm over here telling you. If not, if you knew, I forgot to kill you since. He said, oh yeah, carry your wife. Carry your wife. Carry, go, 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 go. Oh yeah, take gold. Take silver. Take property. Out of my place. Amen. The blessing. 
the blessing. Let's look at, okay, Isaac. Isaac was a good boy, mommy's boy. But let's look at his son, Jacob. Trickster, supplanter. Why you, man? <laughs> Yahoo boy. Original. God blessed him. He got to a place. Yahoo boy meets um, Google boy. <laughs> Yahoo pro max. Amen. God gave him a wisdom. God gave him a wisdom that still brought the wealth of this Yahoo pro into his hands. Amen. Why? The blessing. Now, that's what we're talking about here. He says that so that the promise might be sure to all, not only to those who are, uh, uh, um, those who are of love, but also to those who are faith of Abraham. Now, so what we're talking about is what did any of these people do to get blessed? You know, when I was thinking about this, I was even thinking about Abraham. I said, look through scripture. What was Abraham's occupation? No, he said, no, he was a nomad man. He had cattle. He was cattle area. Where did you hear that Abraham was selling cattle to people? What was Abraham's occupation? Okay, it's cattle that, okay, was cattle area. So, how many people was he selling cattle to that he became extremely rich? Come on. It was not his job. It was not in what he did. It was, it was in the blessing that was upon his life. And it was in his acknowledging, believing that God imputed righteousness to him. God imputed right standing to him. And the same thing with us is that we believe God irrespective of what we are doing. Look, do all the things you are doing. Do your job. Be excellent at your job. Be, be, be good at it. Do the business. God will bring business into your heart. Do the business. Follow the leadings of God. Follow the promises of God. Do all those things. But irrespective of that, believe in the finished works of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go on. Wow. To 12. As this thing, I have made the father of many nations in the presence of whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead and called those things which do not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope, in hope believe, so that he was, he became the father of many nations. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. Go on, go on, go on. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Amen. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. See, he said that he was strengthening in faith, giving glory to God. Now, giving glory to God, what does it mean? Amen? What does it mean? He was declaring something. Even if he just, oh, thank you, Lord, for what you have said. He was speaking. Faith always speaks. Faith always speaks. You can't be in faith and not speak. Say, no, the faith in my heart. Just this. My heart. He, no. One, one prophet said that God's word was in my, it was, it was like fire in my bones. I couldn't hold my peace anymore. Faith always speaks. He said that he was, he, he, he did not, he did not waver at God's promise. 
promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. How did he strengthen his faith? By what he was saying. You strengthen your faith by the things that you are speaking. The things that he says I strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. So it means that the things he was saying, whatever, okay, you say, uh, yes, he was giving to, oh, thank you, Lord. That's one interpretation. But look, I believe that correcting is that the things he was saying was giving glory to God. The things he was saying was giving glory to God. Amen. Faith always speaks. Faith always speaks. Go on. And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. You were convinced that what God has said, he's able to perform it. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. So see, Abraham's believing, Abraham's speaking was accounted to him for righteousness. Amen. Amen. Go on. Now, this is, he said, now it was written for his sake, now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him. What? But also for us that it will be imputed to us. Oh. It shall be imputed to us who believe in whom who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. The righteousness of Abraham is imputed to us. Why? Because we believe who was delivered because of our offenses I was raised because of our justification. Christ was delivered for our offenses. Christ was delivered for our mistakes. Christ was delivered for our shortcomings. And raised for our justification. We are justified. We are justified. We are justified to be rich. We are justified to have all our needs met. We are justified. It's not by anything that we do. It's by what he has done. And we must constantly keep our eyes on what he has done. That is our justification. Amen. That's our justification. Amen. Let's look at Hebrews 10.14. Hebrews 10.14. Quickly, quickly, quickly. He says, "For For by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. He says, by one offering, he has perfected. See, say, I am perfect. perfect. He says, he has perfected for a season. Perfect. He has perfected your next uh, 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 offense. He has perfected us forever. We are perfected forever. Amen. Those who are being justified, we are justified. No, see, this one says being justified. One other said, I think Lord Jesus said, those who are justified. We are justified. We are sanctified, rather. We are sanctified. Amen. By one sacrifice, by one sacrifice, we have been perfected forever. So, point I'm making is that I'm perfected. I'm perfect. I'm, I'm just perfect enough to inherit the promise. I'm just perfect enough to, to enter into God's fullness. I don't need to add, I don't need to add anything to myself. You know, sometimes I say, no, you need to, you, I, I, I'm, I'm not, look, I'm not saying those things are wrong because they're truly, they are beautiful. Financial wisdom, financial literacy. 
Go to the Bible. Even Jesus taught financial literacy. I'm not saying they are wrong. But the point I'm making is that I have perfected the way I am for God's abundance to come into my hands. Say no, you know, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you increase your intelligence, God will bring more into your hands. Amen. No, no, God will bring it into your hands. If you increase your intelligence, you know how to manage what God has brought into your hands. But your intelligence is not stopping God from bringing it into your hands. What is stopping, what is stopping it from coming to you is what you believe. It's what you believe. It's what you are saying. It's what you are confessing. Amen. And like we said this morning, it's what you are, what you are saying on your own. What you are saying alone. I don't know about, I don't know, I don't know about a lot of us, but it's the person I talk to the most in this world is myself. The person I talk to the most in this world is myself. Amen. What am I saying to myself? God, you have blown it, you have blown it. Ah, God. You must say, how can you be such a mumu? Oh, God. Oh, God. God, ah, God just have mercy. Just have mercy. Ah, hey, that's not how you talk. You know, so, sometimes, eh, sometimes, eh, let me, let me see some. Sometimes, eh, the way you talk to yourself, just think about it. Will you talk to, can you talk to anybody like that and the person will feel happy? Amen. The way you talk to yourself. But you're, 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 you're a human being. You have emotions, you have feelings. And you keep, you keep running yourself down. You keep speaking negative to yourself. You keep telling yourself how stupid you are. You keep telling yourself how, how unreasonable you are. And then you're surprised that things are not working. You're surprised that you, the results are not coming. Come on now. You have a child, you keep telling the child, you're a blockhead, you're a blockhead, you're a blockhead, you're a blockhead. At the end of the time, he comes back and his result is the last in the class. And are you shocked? You've called him a blockhead all throughout, for, for three months of the time, you've been calling him a blockhead. Why, why should he come out with anything different? Amen. But some of us, that's why you keep telling us, ah, guy, I'm a blockhead. Ah, no, no, no. I don't get sense. Guy, no, no, no. This is stupid of me. This guy, how can I have this? How could I have been this stupid? Oh, ah, ah, ah. What are you saying to yourself? God changed Abraham's name from Abraham to Abraham because so that every time he had his name, every time he spoke his name, he was declaring what God said. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. Okay, Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians eight nine. Shut now. Yes, second. He says, "For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ." See what he said. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know you should know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is it? That though he was rich, you know this rich is not, if you look at it, look at it in Greek, in Hebrew, in Spanish, in Tali, in your language, is rich, substance rich. It's not spiritual richness, you know, he was rich in glory, he was rich in power, he was rich in splendor. Yes, he was rich in all those things, but he was also rich in physical substance. 
that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. You you know you know why why I quoted this scripture? Just it just flashed through my mind, but then God spoke to me. You know why 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 I brought this scripture and we're ending with this scripture? It says, "For your sakes he became poor." Do you know that Jesus could have come to earth? I mean, Jesus could have come to earth in glory, in splendor. He could have come to earth to be born in the best of, in, in, the, in the king's palace. He could have grown up in affluence and riches as he died and as he chose to go, because it was a choice he made. He as he chose to go to the cross and die the death of the cross. He could have even chosen that, look, I'm going to, yes, I'm going to die the death of the cross, but I'm going to die. It's going to be a gold cross. I mean, I'm going to use gold cross. The nails will be diamond studded. No, no, no. You, you think he, he didn't have done that. He would have done that and guess what? We will still be born again, saved, righteous, heaven bound. Because he had done the sacrifice. But see, he says, yet for your sake, he became poor. For your sake, he became poor. It's because of you, he stripped everything. He he, he, he left his glory. He left his splendor. He, he chose, he chose the lowest of life for your sake. That you, through his poverty, might become rich. I end with this. It's, a, it's, it's an abnormality for you to be in a place where in constant lack. Because for your sake, Jesus became poor. It was an exchange of place. It was an exchange of place. Amen. Come to the consciousness that for my sake, Jesus became poor. For my sake, Jesus became poor. That I, through his poverty, might be made rich. By the poverty of Jesus, I have become rich. Jesus can't become poor. May I still remain poor. No. No. And see, this is where it starts from. That it, it, there has to be a rebellion inside of you. There has to be a rebellion that starts from the inside of you and you carry it to your outside. Say, no, this can't go on. No. I refuse to live like this. I refuse to settle for this life. And Jesus became poor so that I can be rich and I'm still poor. No, no. There has to be an aggression in you. You know, some of us. Some of us are not are not desperate for change enough. Say no, Pastor. I've done everything I know how to do. I've prayed. I've fasted. I've no. Yes, that's just to be. That's just scratching it on the surface. You must be aggressive, aggressive in your spirit. Refuse it. I was reading one one of Gloria Copeland's book, and she was talking about she was talking about that um, you know the same way. Devil throws symptoms of, you know, a lot of times we've so schooled about healing. So say, no, you know, when you feel symptoms of sickness, you begin to speak the word, begin to stand against, resist it, don't allow it. So we, we resist it. We don't, we refuse to allow it. I, I, you headache, I reject it in the name of God. I resist you in the name of God. I speak and we speak and a lot of times we get results. Huh. How about when the devil throws symptoms of poverty at you? Do you know some of the things that he throws at you are symptoms of poverty? Because he throws symptoms. Look, 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 look
It just symptoms, sometimes it just symptoms of sickness and diseases that us, and some of sometimes we succumb to those things. Amen. But we keep speaking, and we're gonna. Some of us can brag and say that uh, uh, brag in the Lord, boast in the Lord. Let me use word. Boast in the Lord. I say for the past one year, I've not been sick. I've not gone to the hospital. I've not. Uh, why? Did you just come? Just woke up one morning. I just and then sickness. No, there is. I, I tell my testimony. They, I, I remember. I'll stand in face, stand in face, stand in face. They will knock me down. Carry me home. Let me go to my father's house. Let me not come and die here. Carry me home. Sometimes. But I kept speaking. I kept, I kept resisting it. Do you know today, today, some days I wake up, my head is feeling, feeling from, from some funny symptoms. I just speak against it. I reject it in the name of Jesus. I refuse to allow it in my body. I just go about my business. Sometimes, maybe two or three days later, I just say, ah, come on, I was feeling one pain, I was feeling one so We've been so schooled in that. But you see, it's the same way you deal with lack and poverty. That you speak against it. You speak against it. When a bill comes and your mind is beginning to fear, your mind is beginning to, to shake, you say, I reject fear in the name of Jesus. Satan, I resist you. I resist lack and want in the name of Jesus. Jesus became poor so that I through his poverty might be made rich. You begin to speak. You begin to declare. You begin to, you begin to shout it out. And it's not just for people to hear. It's for you to hear. Begin to declare it. Speak it to yourself. Have a one man revival with yourself. Have a one man crusade with yourself. And preach yourself happy. Instead of sitting down and saying, God, why is my own life like this now? Why are things like this for me now? Eh, how long is this going to go on? Eh, how long? No! How long is going to go on? Is how long you are allowed to go on. It stops now. It stops now. But you're going to open your mouth and speak. You're going to open your mouth and resist it. You know, some, 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 some things. You, you know yourself. You know something that the devil throws in your head. To, 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 to tempt you with poverty. You know. You know. Like a humorous, they say, I've said some humorous there sometimes. Some of us. Ah, I'm important. Hello, uh, um, um, uh, I beg, uh, this, um, something, um, uh, your call, uh, um, very rude people. I have some, I've seen one, one, so very cool, so one woman, they were big. Had, he said, the woman that used to say your, your, your credit is too low, she has been arrested. You also, instead of, instead of when you say that your, your credit is too low and, 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 and your, and your call terminated, I know, oh, eh, Kai. No, begin to speak. Begin to speak. See, for, for some of us, use every opportunity to speak. Use every opportunity to, to declare God's word. No, that's what you should begin to say. There is a mighty supply for me. I receive the mighty supply of all things. Angels have gone ahead and have made all things available to me in the name of Jesus. My God supplies all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I, I have, I have all things in abundance. I know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, for my sake he became poor. God has made all grace abound towards me. Every favor and every blessing. So that always you begin to speak. 
point I'm making this morning. See, be aggressive enough to prosper. Some of us are too laid back. I just think that you think that you just you just lie down and think be falling upon you. No, be aggressive enough to prosper. That's why Deuteronomy says that he has given you power to get wealth. I keep saying it. You need power to get wealth. Wealth doesn't come to people who, 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 who sit in their in India. Even the, the people who come millionaires, the people who come billionaires, they don't sit at home doing nothing. They are doing something. Philippians 4.19 And my God shall supply all, all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I rest my case. Hallelujah. Concerning our needs, concerning God's promise over us. Amen. Amen. Am I going to speak and declare that every financial hardship is broken in the name of Jesus? Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. Connect with Savannah Grace Chapel Port Harcourt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SGC Port Harcourt. And download our messages free on Telegram at t.me forward slash SGC Port Harcourt.